Hi folks, um, today I'm speaking to Brooke Turner who has somehow found a way to write a, a what I call it, a, a sweeping saga of the Independence Day movement or another way is he's lifted up the bonnet to reveal the maelstrom of, of players and egos and philosophies within. Um, so Brooke, it's a, I'm really honoured to um, have you on the podcast and I would like to find out much more about you. <laughs> it's look, it's a real pleasure to be here, Margot. Thank you, and an honour. Um, yes, it's gone with the wind, independent style, really, isn't it? It's the uh, it's <laughs> yes. it's it's how a government and a prime minister was swept from power, and uh, and how unlikely that looked in the months leading up to it actually happening. And that that big point that um, uh, that uh, Anne Kaplan made, um, Monique's campaign manager, the political scientist. You know, bear in mind, Brooke. This is a social movement, not a political movement. And it really struck me as I um, read your book and found out all sorts of things I, I didn't know, um, that there is a um, – the book describes the politicisation of a social movement and the various tensions that creates. Um, I assume you, you wanted to, to explore all the, these things – um, but it, it's such a um, it's it's such a book of depth. It's as though well, you talk to all the players on and off the records. You've come up with this maelstrom, and you've gone. I'm just going to tell the stories through through individuals and let people think about what what it's all about for themselves. Does that make sense? It, it, it does absolutely. And what actually happened? The way the way this occurred is sort of vaguely interesting as well because I've. First went into this because the, uh, the Good Weekend in the Age and the Sydney Morning Herald um, asked me to do a story on Simon Holmes' accord about the time that he had said that Climate 200 was coming back. I didn't even know it had been around before, but um, was coming back to fund uh, 2022 campaigns. And I'm an old financial review. I used to edit the Financial Review magazine. and I'm an old financial review journalist. And I knew the name. I'd known his, uh, I think, older brother, I, I dealt with him. I knew his mother, of course, um, and it was just it was a it was an old school, you know, man doing something kind of paradigm that I kind of understood in terms of the next election and the need for change. So I went in that way, and what was really interesting in the process of doing that profile, I began to understand just. I mean, if there's any depth in the book, it's the depth of the movement. Um, so I was really trying after that piece came out, and I was asked by Alan and Unwin to do a book. I was trying to work out what this phenomenon, this movement was. It was so disparate and different and individual according to electorates and each electorate had its own little combination of voices of and voices for and campaigns and candidates. And I was trying to understand what it was and why we in the media hadn't really, why it was so hard for us to understand it. And I think that's why that's why I ended up speaking to so many people, trying to nail what it was about it. And of course, Anne Kapling is both a very distinguished political scientist and the person who really originated the Kuyong campaign. She was there from the very start. So she had an almost unique So she was a founder of Voices for Kuyong? No, she, I, I actually don't know technically. I remember some, a number of people saying to me that Kuyong would not have happened without Anne. She was yeah. right there in the beginning. So yeah. um, she understood she, – it was almost like she was bilingual. She spoke old world politics and she spoke New World Independence. Mm. And she was thought that's that's why the minute she said that, it all became perfectly clear to me, I guess. Yeah. 
So um, one of the things I, I was grateful for in the book was that Alan and Unwin chose a, a journalist who wasn't political, who was actually coming in raw and, 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 and had eyes to see rather than eyes like mine really is I, I, I want to analyse immediately. <laughs> um, so yes. it's, a, it's, a, it's a very um, easy uh, book to read. So I'd like to know a bit about your background. Um, I understand you're 60 last night. So oh, thank, thanks a million book. for that. Yeah, I was, I was going to try to fi- pass for 50 for another decade, but thanks for that. No, that's great. This well, well I was going to say, why don't you book, first book at 60 is, is bloody awesome. So, so yeah, give no. us a bit of a pot of history about how you came to, to do this. Well, like you, I started out as a lawyer and then I became a journalist and I was in, I was a court reporter for many years during that great kind of meltdown of all the big corporate scandals of the late 80s and the, and the 88 crash. Then I went to Canberra. Um, and I was in Canberra, Margot, you won't remember this. We, we we used to smoke in the same smoking room in Parliament House and eye each other right. warily across the, across the gulf. Um, and I remember getting to Canberra and thinking, and it was about the time Carmen Lawrence was being knifed. Um, and I remember watching watching the media go over that cliff like, like lemmings and thinking, I don't think this is the place for me. So... I became a then I became a culture reporter on the Herald and I went back to the Financial Review and edited the Financial Review magazine for a number of years and ended up as culture editor. And then I after that I left and went to the Opera House for five years as the director of engagement and development. And I've been freelance since. So I've had a very some would say a chaotic career. <laughs> but what it meant was I came to this knowing a few things but not being and this is the reason that Katrina Strickland at the Good Weekend originally put me on the story, not being a political reporter. I mean, I was in, I, I'd been I'd spent four months in Canberra. I think that was a speed record. And um, apparently, you had to drop finishing off a very important book to take on this book. So take yes, take so us I, through that. I mean, what made you decide to completely change tack? Well, it was it was um, it was the persuasive powers of Richard Wolf, but I do. It was also the fact that you could just this smacked of history. You could just see that if this was going to happen, and having done the profile, I had a slight sense of the way things might work. But at that point, there was one candidate, Kayleigh Tink, in um, in North Sydney. So it became intriguing to see whether it gathered any momentum. What happened next? And I, you know, I the minute I start started trying to work out what it was and trying to explore where it was going, I became like everyone I spoke to. And this is all the way through the book, people who went in slightly curious and ended up enslaved. And I suppose I was just another one. Mm, mm. So um, one of the many um, attributes of the book is that you did get key power players and representatives of key power players to talk throughout out the book. Um, I think my, my favourite um, voice is um, Lindell uh, Droger, um, who just pulls no punches. She says, she yeah, it could be doesn't. a revolution, but there's lots of weeds and, you know, that starter stuff's okay, but common sense helps. Um, <laughs> really lo- love, loved her voice. There's a number of voices um, I love. But I, I got stuck, and I still can't work it out, Brooke, there's something about the structure of how you weaved in history and different elements and incredible deep dives into the, the mechanics of the, the, the Zali campaign in 2013, how that was 
informed by the Karen Phelps by-election campaign, how there was a big push after she was elected to spread it across the uh, across the northern beaches and how, in the end, Allegra Spender basically imported Zali 2019's entire campaign apparatus across to her. Um, it, it, how did you structure the the history and the politics and the disagreements and the, the momentum shift? How did you um, structure that so that it was a, a really good read? The, the, well, it goes back to your, it's interesting, it goes back to your other point about speaking to people and getting people to speak to you. I genuinely didn't understand. So I came in interested, I'd done a piece, I could see things were happening and I didn't understand it. Now, I think maybe that piece, if you were in, if you were inside the movement, that piece might have looked like a partial reflection of what was going on then. People were eager to, to round out that picture and help me understand more. So that's they were incre- such, that's such a, a, a that, that's such a discreet way of describing it. You mean you mean as opposed to I got it totally wrong and they had to put me right? No, no, I, I don't think you got anything wrong at all. It was the 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 pitch. It was the um, meet the face of, of the independence movement. It was yes. Uh, uh, it was it, it it looked like a. Uh, the mainstream media finding a leader and the guy who wanted to be leader saying yes, please. It was it was but devastating that... to. I'm speaking for myself and many others to to so many people um, in the movement. And I just wondered whether that was a reason you got people to talk straight away that they <laughs> they wanted That's to, right. to I mean, uh, explore the truth with you. No, exactly. So I went in as I said originally. I went in on that old paradigm of you know we are used to a world in which prominent people do things and things change, the kind of Don Chip Democrats moment. What I realised, and I think it was in the story as well, through the process of actually beginning to explore that was there was so much more going on. And I think that's what, after that piece, people were really eager to round out the picture and help me understand. And that, of course, then became the structure. So I've got to say, doing... The more I did, there was a very much, there was very much an emotional arc I was noticing happening across the the movement as it built from late twenty God what twenty twenty one. There was a real kind of grandeur and despair cycle where it would seem that things might happen one moment and then you know two months later it'd be we're never going to do this and it had never been done so why would you think you were etc. Um, and that. I actually had a prearranged, I was going to be away for election. I was going to be overseas. And I went away quite sure it wasn't going to happen. And then and sat on the away? table. I went away just before the election. So I missed the election. I watched it So online. you didn't read my Balmain Institute speech where I said, I, did. I thought Absolutely. one would be good, but one to three. I mean, exactly. you could, no, I saw you the could whole thing. feel it towards the end. You could feel it. You could feel it. But I, I've got to say I wasn't entirely convinced because – a lot of people weren't entirely convinced. I mean, we got you, yeah, know, I know. Book, you have Monique Ryan and Anne Kapling crying in the car on election night because they're so sure she's not going to get in. You know, there was that kind of, so that became, to me, the structure had to be that emotional arc. So that's why I started it with Lyndall because she articulated it so beautifully. Um, yes. But then the other problem was suddenly we had li- less than three months to write an 80,000 word book yeah. so it had to be sequential you could only do it sequentially you couldn't become entirely thematic because it became unmoored from any kind of arc so then what i tried to do was just marry analysis and an idea in each chapter 
with a, a broadly sequential structure. So what I was trying to do is capture some of the emotion of what was actually happening in addition to all the hard work and the extraordinary depth of 20,000 odd people, you know, um, involved in this process. Um, I, I came down to your launch um, last Wednesday and I just loved your intro because it was packed with a lot of people I knew and a lot of people I didn't know, but basically you talked to every single one of them in the book um, or, 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 or nearly, and, and you, you opened by saying, oh, dear, I'm going to get fact-checked. It's, it's, yes, and I did there, by you in about two minutes, there, yes. Yes, well, including a fake false fact-check by me, which I'm terribly embarrassed about. Um, but um, th- th- there, there was a, a real sense in that room that, that they had a belief that you would tell the story in its complexity and depth and diversity. So you, you somehow managed to, to get all sides from the really big players, you know, you Simon Holmes at court, you, you Kathy McGowan and and those wonderful wealthy philanthropist Wentworth and, and, and Warringah people who basically formed a little group and and, and just went for it. Um, you, you've somehow managed to establish trust um, in, in, among all, all sections of the movement. Um, and, it, and I, it, I think that, that's an enormous credit to you as a journalist. Well, that, look, that's very kind of you, but I think it was actually another an issue of timing as well because if this had been 2019, I think people were much keener to remain beneath the radar because there was such yeah. – there's a kind of early vengefulness on the part of the coalition. Um, yeah. and, and that vengefulness continued this year, but I think people cared a lot less once it was over and the victory had been so complete. And, mm. and at that point, you probably do want to tell people a little bit what you've done. Mm. So it was much easier to talk to people after May 21 than before. I mean, I had initially I had enormous difficulty because of the way the mainstream media had sometimes written about, I mean, sections of the mainstream media. I mean, there was, it was, there was, there was a lot of reporting. Some of it was quite negative and sceptical. Um, and you really, I spent a lot of time trying to convince people I, I wasn't interested in pursuing that. I was really, I was really there to learn what had actually happened and what they were trying to do. And, you know, I was just imagining your book if, if it had been a wipeout because um, there, there would was have been no explosions if this went wrong and that went wrong. But as it turned out, it was a, it was a, a win. It was, it was a miracle win. And I like the fact that you touch on and give hints on the tensions throughout the campaign. So it's an honest book in that way. But you've chosen not to, not to deep dive into the rabbit holes for, for very obvious reasons. I assume no one would want you to. And well, you, you, yes. you, you, that, that's why I love your portrait so much because it is so complicated and fluid a- and the reader can tell that and this is something that is still being formed and, and, and could go in, in several directions. The word I got copy edited on constantly and by myself as well was molten. I think I used it in about every third sentence quite a bit of the book yeah. because it was literally the whole thing was molten the whole way through. Um, it just everything kept changing. I mean, it was a real, it was a roller coaster, wasn't it? Um, and and it, I mean, it's 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 as we reached the end of this, and we had to really stop the book before it got to the really interesting question of what next, because there was just there was really no way to tell. I mean, it crystallised on on May twenty one. A picture was a snapshot was taken of the nation via the kind of independence lens. 
but everything's continuing to change again now. So we really had to stop on that moment. Um, and we're already in a different picture, you know, after the Victorian election. Well, um, one, of, one of the things I, I, I got my head around during the reporting was that you have this incredible situation um, for, for candidates about they come in to a volunteer organisation and it, ha- it has to turn into a functioning campaign startup while the product is already being sold. Yes. And after reading your book and thinking about it a lot, I thought, actually, what you've written is the big picture startup, the whole apparatus of the movement, yes. or whether there should be or how it should be and who should have the control and who should have the profile and who should be selling, that you're actually documenting an experimental, experimental startup of um, a, 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 a attempt to politicise a social movement. Like it was, it, it is just absolutely, it is brilliant. It is brilliant. But, but no, well, no, but that's that's because the movement is that is that interesting. But what it occurred to me, and I would really love to be fact checked on this. I can't think of a moment where so many people have been politicised. The scale of that politicisation, and that that voices of voices for attempt to engage people in their own democracy. I can't think of a moment like that. And I think, you know, uh, Jackie Scrooby, who was the campaign manager in McKellar, and Zoe Daniel, the candidate, the now incumbent in Goldstein, both said it was exactly like a startup, and it was like trying to build a plane when you're already in flight, you know, you're already taken yeah. off. So, I mean, that, and they, that, that seems, and that whole difference between a .com and a .org. So, all of those campaigns were startups, and how successfully it was Kathy McGowan who pointed this out. How successfully they they translated, and how fast they could translate from a .dot org community group into a .dot com startup campaign trying to win an election made all the difference. That was whether you won or you lost. Um, and you know, she she was the one who made that initial point. And of course, no one knows it better than her. Um, so what? Um reaction have you had to the to the book so far from people who've read it well well so so far it's all been good i think i I think fortunately what i've heard is that my attempt to um get a snapshot of what happened over that really six to nine months has more or less worked for people which was the whole idea i mean it's it's very much not my story. It's very much theirs. What I was trying to do was do those characters, um, those individuals um, and those groups justice and describe how they, the extraordinary kind of, these amazing little um, vignettes and stories of how they ran a campaign. I mean, WA was one of the great stories there. You know, one of the, one of the great late stories where they pulled something off so late in the piece mm. but every single story whether they won or lost was actually almost equally fascinating one of the things i found amusing is simon's little book about my story um got you know headline launches around the country with top msm journalists and and top teal candidates and your book which is the the, the actual big picture complicated fascinating you know almost victorian you know Saga um, has managed a low key um, a low key launch at um, at Glee Books with your Good Weekend editor, who I'd have to say asked the most brilliant questions. Um, she's uh, she's she's smart, isn't she? 
Um, and and I just thought now, how, how are we going to get get the word out here? Now, my little idea is that anyone who would like to, from whatever perspective, who would like to write a review for for of your book, I'd I'd love to, um, I'd love to um, publish them on No Fibs, but also a shout out to people who would like to be involved in the launch of a incredibly important political and social book um, about about Australia. So um, I hope that's all right. I've just decided to step in because really, I mean, come on, Alan and Amway. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think, look, I think, the, I think the issue here is there are four or five books being written on this. And we come, I mean, we're, we're, you know, there's other books have been launched, but it's real horses for courses. I mean, what I tried to do was the broad movement with all of the, and the individual players. Um, but it's very much the, it's very much the movement story to then, to then embrace or not. So I guess it, it lives or dies by, by whether people find it true and compelling. Um, and that's probably where all books should be in a way. Yes. Um, it's it's if, if it if it has any life, it's going to have its it's going to have a life in its long t- in the long tail. Yes. You know what I mean? It's going to be something yeah. that endures like for a my while. First book. Um, if it's like my first book, exactly, it sells exactly. less than five thousand copies, and it's a stayer because it's an in the moment documentary of an extraordinary moment in Australian politics when Pauline Hanson took on took on the elites. Um, but that was very much that's, that was very much in my mind that we were just we were going to try and capture this moment, and it. I mean, promotion's a wonderful thing, but it's at the end of the year. We had to do it now, and we had to bring it out now. It's really, it's really whether the movement find it finds it resonates, or the people involved find it resonates now. And, and then, it, and then it will it will spread through that, um, I suppose. Yes. But look, it's one of those books that you know every sim, single Liberal and National Party strategist is going to be reading that book. I mean, some of the detail about the internal campaign mechanics are just extraordinary. To, to bring over corporate branders and corporate data operators and adapt it to, to politics and it is just is just amazing it, it and, and the, the, the crossovers the whole sense in the book that there's networks on networks interconnecting with networks it's it's really it, it's really fascinating and and I, I I would like to see that this book goes into a second edition um, so well, that's, that's my very... goal. Um, how, what's what's your first run? I don't know. I've never. Right. It's um. I know. I know it's more than three because I've got three in front of me. So yeah. there must be at least five yeah. out there. And, and I know but you I mean, haven't, t- haven't replied to my my bid, but my bid is for you to come up and um and do a book launch at the Comboyne Hall if you'd like to. I, I will be, there. and we'll put you up at an Airbnb. I, would, I, would, I, would, I, I just think it, it's just so interesting to so many people, and I think you'd get a lot of people come from. Port Macquarie, um, there, there's a Voices for Oxley starting for the state election. I, I, I think it'd be a draw card, and um, and um, I, I'd, I'd just love you to come to Comboyne. Well, I'm, I, I I remain available, and I and I actually have <laughs> these three copies that are just they need to go somewhere. They need a home. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. I mean, Anything else you'd, you'd yeah. like to to get across to your readers about what, what what you did, or will we will we pull up stumps? I think. I think that was. I think the the interesting thing to me was having walked in almost. I, I just kind of wandered into this story um, through a particular door. The the absolute privilege of talking to all those people about what was really going on, and that was. I think that first chapter in the book talks about it, the parallel universes. There yeah. was this world, yeah. this absolute tumult taking world. place within the movement. 
the and outside you just look across and you thought, what the hell is going? What are these people up to, and why does yeah. it matter? It's yeah. just it was fascinating. It really was yeah. like string theory in action. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, just want to say one more thing. Um, Brooke does some uh, really fascinating. Um, potted histories or accounts of two rural and regional campaigns that were proudly not teal, not funded by Climate 200, Rob Priestley in Nichols and uh, Susie Holt in Groom. And that's just – and I loved it that you had that suggestion by Susie and Kaz Heiss at the end that that maybe a, a different vehicle is required for, for the regions, that – the, the, the city vehicle has become Climate 200 Teal, which is, is not a workable proposition in the, in the regions. Um, so, you, you know, you ticked every box um, for me and um, I, I was just really grateful that, um, that you put your eye on it because it helped me understand the movement, know the, think, think through the potentials of it and the pitfalls that need to be avoided and um, it, it's just sensational. And um, I, I just uh, like to say um, thank you for writing it, Brooke. Well, I mean, look, Margot, I've got to say thank you so much for being one of the key people who brought me up to date and I could fact check stuff with and talk things through the whole way through. And of course, there is no higher praise. I mean, you were there from 2013 on. So thank you very much. All right. Well, if, if, if you want to say compliments about you, I want to get a promise from you about me. I want to get a promise from you, which is. Um, I think you need to keep in touch with this story, and um, in uh, in uh, ooh, two or three years, I'd like to I'd like to read uh, I'd like to read the the sequel. Well, look, that is a great idea. I'm a bit terrified by your insistence on an index and chapter notes because I can just see the second book is never going to be written if I <laughs> if I ever get around to. Document no, you have to do it. You have to do it because it's a keeper. Have to do it. It's 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 well, part of the archive. It's 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 like it, you just have to do it. Uh, uh, it, it just in my humble opinion, sorry. I knew there was going to be a, a sting in the tail of all this, and I've just felt <laughs> it. Yeah. Thank you so much, and um, have a no. have a great sixty first year. Thank. <laughs> Stop it with all that. Thank you so much. See you later. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for listening, and hope you enjoyed this Nofibs podcast. Until next time, goodbye.